up, mamas? It's Tanika Ray. I was a television host for 20 years before my entire life blew up when I had a baby. Shifting gears from red carpets to a gig called Mom required a whole new game plan. The carefree, globe-trotting boss babe me was suddenly in search of a mommy tribe to help me navigate the inevitable fumbles and fails of raising a kid. Mama Stay with Tanika Ray is a sanctuary for the mommy collective, where we amplify our self-love and self-care, trade tips on raising conscious kids, help each other fine-tune our boundaries, and celebrate the highs while forgiving ourselves for the lows in the wild, 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 wild world of mommying AF. Hello, and welcome to Mama Stay with Tanika Ray. I am really excited to present this pod to you this week because, well, I always am, to be honest, but this week feels right in line with what it is we're all experiencing, which is <laughs> so many emotions. I probably would take 30 minutes to just list them all right now, right? I mean, who can relate to all the conflicting, confusing emotions that you're feeling after the last couple of weeks we've had? I live in a country whose greatest brand is land of the free. And what we have been confronted with in the last couple of weeks is that, oh, (laughs) our freedom isn't permanent. Oh, they're trying to take freedom away. People on a court that were not elected by the people that live in America are (laughs) literally losing freedom by the minute. It is a bizarre time. I am searching because I am a very feeling sensitive person. And with all the things going on in the world, I'm constantly searching for messages, for little tidbits from the universe to make me feel okay, to calm my nervous system. Like, yeah, it feels like the world's on fire, but oh, it's all going to be okay. Like down at the end of the tunnel, there's, you know, roses and butterflies. And then today I came across a post with Jennifer Lewis, who, by the way, I'm obsessed with. If you know Jennifer Lewis, she played the grandmother on Blackish. She played Anthony Anderson's mom. You know, she's hilarious. She's the black godmother of Hollywood. She's everything. And most importantly, she is my birthday twin. So I feel really connected with her. I'm going to play for you what I heard on Instagram. Here you go. I've been powerful all my life. You know, I'm an alpha female, and I've always tried to be just, kind, generous. Uh, My shit stinks, but listen, these are not dark times we're living in. These are awakening times, and powerful women are coming forward. Men have their time. And, you know, I'm all for the men. I love men, by the way. Hello. So she was being interviewed on a red carpet and I stumbled upon this on Insta and was instantly cuddled by the universe. It calmed my nervous system because I just needed someone to say, someone I respect, someone I revere to say, everything's going to be okay. These are times for change, times 
for evolution, times for leveling up. It is a massive shift. And we have to remember that even though we're looking at things happening and developing and crazy things like how this young man is shot 60 times a young black man. And then there's this horrific guy that goes to a parade on the 4th of July and just murders people, but he's alive. This narrative is so, so old and tired and exhausting and we're sick of it. It is so easy in these moments to disconnect, right? It's so easy to lean on our crutches, the things that allow us to escape things when they get hard and they get heavy. But this is not the time. This is the time to lean in. This is the time to dig our feet into the ground without shoes on and feel ourselves planted foundational so that we can grow and be better so that we can raise our kids and they can stand on our shoulders and it is steady. This is that time, mamas. And so I wanted to bring a mom to the mic who could quite literally help us step by step to reclaim our power, reclaim our confidence, reclaim our steady, calm nervous systems. She is an intuitive self-mastery coach. Ooh, we all need that, don't we? She teaches people how to overcome self-sabotaging thoughts and behaviors so that they can live the life they desire and, almost most importantly, a life they deserve. As I've told you before, I am quite intuitive. I speak fluent energy And that is really all I'm interested in. That is all I need to know. I walk into the room, I see a hundred people, the people that energetically make me feel good without even speaking. I can just feel them. Those are the people that I'll probably carry on conversations with. And that is all that matters for me. That is living a life truly from instincts, from, from a space that is not logical, but it's a feeling. And that feeling cannot be faked. That feeling cannot be manipulated. That feeling is absolute truth. So when I heard her voice on Clubhouse during the days, I was pretty consistent on Clubhouse from November 2020 until about May 2021. I was hardcore. I'm talking, I slept on the app. I held rooms that are 12 hours long on institutionalized racism on and basically every topic you can possibly think of. I fell in love with that place. It had nothing to do with an app that was supposed to be cool or not cool. It was a place where I can voice my opinion. I can speak my truth and I can connect in a massive epic way with other people from all around the world speaking their truth. And I can't explain why we felt so connected to each other, even though we've never met, even though we barely knew where people lived. It was something about the honesty and the authenticity of voice that sealed relationships, that made those relationships solid and beautiful. The second I heard Alami, I was hooked. She speaks with such power. She is an absolute queen. So without further ado, please welcome to the mic, 
Alami Bashir. This week has had really funky energy. It has been really dark for me, actually. Really, really. Like I literally posted something yesterday. I'm not, I'm learning how to not hold it and not keep my dark feelings precious because it just empowers them. You got it. And I have some darkness. (laughs) There's some darkness that I'm real. I'm not going to cry in an interview about you, but. No, just breathe. Just breathe. God has us all where we're supposed to be at the exact right time. So you don't know me. You'll get to know me a little bit more. This is a safe and sacred space. I treat everything that I do with confidentiality. And so whatever that means to you and whatever degree you're comfortable to share, feel free. I feel so blessed that even though when I first was introduced to Clubhouse, I was like, I'm not going to do another app, which was September of 2020. It's like, I'm not going to do that. Stupid. And then November, I was like, all right, I'll do it. And I feel so grateful because even though we've never met before, I feel like I know you. I'm glad you feel that way because I feel that way too in the strangest of ways. (laughs) And I was going to tell you that. And I'm sure you may get that because you've been on television and people feel like they probably know you just because they've seen you a lot. But for me, it's not even about that. I feel there's an unspoken kind of kinship and I'm not really sure how that happened. (laughs) I know. Since you mentioned television, real talk. Yes, I've been on TV a long time, but I have never felt the connection of energy that I felt from this weird thing called Clubhouse ever, 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 ever. And so that's why it was so precious to me. That's why we slept on that app because it was something we had never experienced before. And I'm sad that it's over. Is it over? I mean, it still exists, but it is over it, but you're over it. Babe, it's not, it's not what it used to be. Like we were there. It was so organic. It was so real. And now it's just rooms get big when you're fighting and there's contention. And I just, that's so doesn't sit with my spirit. Well, yeah, I don't like that. I can't even watch real housewives. I mean, I can watch real housewives. I can't watch love and hip hop. Like it just, it hits my chakras all wrong, you know? Yeah, I do. I stopped watching TV actually about four or five years. No longer. Shit. It's been probably five to six, maybe even seven years ago. Respect. Yeah. And I, I don't miss it. I mean, I, you know, the internet tells you everything you need to know. So I don't feel like I miss anything. And just that energy exchange, I feel much better without it. Agreed. So I, before we like really jump into the thick, do you mind if we take like a moment to have like a mindful moment and just kind of ground? Please. Thank you. Yeah. We're kind of like just shooting the shit right now. And I, I'm, I'm imagining that you don't use profanity on your show. Is that safe to say? No, we we say whatever we feel like we fucking need to say. Oh, I freaking love it. Okay, good. Because <laughs> I have an edited version that I can deliver, but it's less authentic because profanity is a part of my lifestyle. So. Correct. God made okay. it pretty and we align with it. Hello. <laughs> Perfect. And so if we want to jump into this mindful moment, it's kind of a cross between mindfulness and um, prayer. As we kind of engage in this moment and share in this moment in time, I really want to just thank God, the universe, source, spirit, whatever language resonates for you. It's all the same to me. 
I just want to show so much gratitude, thanks and praise, honor and due respect for this opportunity to share in this moment and to do the body, create the body of work that we are about to create to serve others. I'm just so extremely thankful to be chosen um, to be the vessel for whatever message comes forth today and likewise for yourself. And I'm just always marveling and in so much gratitude over how the divine continually works in our highest and best good, even without us knowing. Uh, in this moment, I'm calling in the divine energies of our ascended angels, our ascended ancestors, our spirit guides and guardian angels, any and all, of course, divine energies, only divine energies that serve our highest and best. I'm calling for them to be in the midst of this moment and guide our paths and, and direct this way. Uh, I'm asking lastly for a divine covering over our families, over our children, over the listeners and over their children's children and any heart and mind that this should touch. I'm asking for God's protection, for covering and for provision. I'm giving thanks, continual and eternal honor, due respect and praise. Ashe. Ashe. Ooh, I needed that this morning. Thank you. Yeah, we have to just remember that, and I'm talking to myself, even as I'm talking with you, that uh, God is always in control. Even the things that we identify as being dark energies, those energies have come to teach us divine lessons in real time. And the less resistant that we can be and the more open that we can be to receiving those messages, the better. With that, let's, let's do it. I'm feeling emotions right now. Yeah, just breathe, because I can feel the energy, too. You don't probably know this part about it. I'm very intuitive. I'm not trying to get in your energy, but I can feel your energy, and I can feel your tempering, and that's not uncommon, and, and that's probably a, a really great place to be as you do this work, because you can show up in it even more authentically, because moms temper, and we show up when we don't feel like it, and we, you know, we find a place to put all the shit that we've been dealing with so that we can do our job, you know? And so, I mean, this moment is no different than any other moment in time. And I just want to say to you, I see you. Thank you. I see God you. is good. God is so good. You're such an incredible person and you're so powerful. So I want to start this by saying you so perfectly hit the nail on the head with the opening in our mindful moment. So I want to ask you, what is the download right now? Man, you know, this thing called momming, I chose it, but it really chose me. This thing called momming. I got married to their dad and they were actually honeymoon babies. And they were literally honeymoon babies. When? And so you'll hear me speak in plural a lot for that reason. And I forget not everybody has twins. So I use days and, you know, um, but yes, I have a boy and a girl. They are 17. I mean, just to find out they were twins was a whole thing in and of itself, because although, of course, we had just gotten married and we decided that we wanted to have kids right away, I had no idea that it would literally be right away. <laughs> Bam. OK, that was the first kind of. Whew, OK, we plan for the future and then, you know, we plan for one child. And then all of a sudden I go to my ultrasound at six weeks and she's like, the nurse is like, oh, there's two. And I said, two what? <laughs> She's like, two babies. I said, no way. And as I just lay there in shock, like everything grew exponentially. You know, it was like twice the daycare, two car seats, need a bigger car, twice the clothes, twice the formula, twice the attention, twice the everything. 
when I say I was in no way mentally prepared, I could not be <laughs> any more accurate, but I was chosen for this work. I was chosen for this work. I used to say I got lucky, but fast forward 17 years of blood, sweat, tears, labor, challenges, you know, like triumphs, victories and valleys. I mean, I look at them today and I'm just like, there's no way that I could have done this on my own. It's only literally the grace of God to, to, to anchor me well enough so that I can serve them so that they can become their highest and best. They've raised me. I haven't raised them. Well, I think you, you stepped on a couple things, which is none of us know what we're getting into. None of us. I don't care how many of these little books you read pre-delivery. We still are like, what is about to happen? Not only what's about to happen to my vagina, but what's about to happen to my life. Yes. And it transforms us in ways we could have never, I don't care how many times you've watched it. It is still a new adventure every single day. So like my daughter is super intuitive. She's very thoughtful. Even when she was like just a few months old, I remember my mom saying that she's a watcher. She's an observer. And that is absolutely me. I am very much, I mean, I'm intuitive. So it's like, I don't have to like ask people a lot of questions to kind of know what's going on. I can feel energy of people. Feel she's energy, just like, feed energy, translate energy, honey. Mm-hmm. I speak energy. Yes. Yeah, literally. That's funny because that's one of my upcoming t-shirts. It says, I speak energy. Yeah. And so that's her. My son is super outgoing, very, very charismatic can be the life of the party, can really thrive in those settings. And then like my daughter's nothing like that, but I'm both the same way. It's so fascinating. So, so, so interesting. He and I have since parted ways and it wasn't the most beautiful parting, if you know what I mean. It was very challenging on a lot of levels when we divorced. The one saving grace for me that I can always fall back on, because you know, sometimes you have relationships and you're like, I never should have did that. Like, oh my God, like, you know, I just totally wasted my time and I saw the writing on the wall and all the things. And I was just like, even in our hard times, I could always rely on the fact that I was supposed to connect with them and I was supposed to bring these children forth. Like that was a part of our joint assignment, whether we can't stand each other now or now we're good. But back then, if, if we like hated each other's guts, it was like still... I'm supposed to be aligned with him because for their sake, you know, I have, when I tell you they were my greatest teachers, girl. (laughs) See, that's what I love. I love that you said that so much, but for all of us that have been in partnerships and have had children through those partnerships and are no longer in them, happily no longer in them, we all carry this guilt and this shame. Why was I with this guy? And then we put our children and we're like, oh, That was literally God saying, we need you guys to get together so that these children can come forth into the universe. You got it. Because it's always God's plan. But now that you're 17 years into it, how would you describe yourself as a mom? Mm. I'll tell you what they say. Okay. Okay. And that's the beauty in your children maturing to be able to articulate their own depth of feeling. My daughter just told me this just yesterday, and she tells me this all the time, um, that she's so grateful that I'm her mother because I have the ability to coach her. Now, you may know my profession is I'm an executive coach. So I, I, serve, I serve other people all day, every day, okay? I'm an intuitive self-mastery coach. So I teach people how to move beyond 
self-defeating thoughts, self-sabotaging behaviors, limiting beliefs, all the kind of mental junk that really holds us hostage and from moving forward. And so I often tell people that that's not my job because it, it really isn't. This is literally my divine assignment. This is my manifestation mission. This is not the singular reason why I'm here, but I am very much living a purpose-driven and aligned life because I'm so anchored and grounded in myself. My cup, my own cup is full. I have plenty to pour out into my children, you know, because I've done my emotional work because I'm emotionally intelligent and self-aware and I practice it and I don't just talk about it, but I be about it in real time and they watch and witness it. Like, she's like, I'm just so glad that I have you to talk to. And to share and that you can give me like, you give me really good advice. And I'm like, I don't even take credit for it. Like, I don't take credit for anything that I do. What I do with anybody, whether it's with them or with my clients and oftentimes random people on the street is I'm just serving. I'm just allowing spirit to use me, you know, and that's what I like to tell people all the time. It's like, you know, people look at me and like, oh, you're psychic, you're intuitive. So of course you have an ability to tap into different levels of knowing that most people don't. Like you have the same ability to channel. The only difference between me and you is that I trust it. I know that I believe in God and and not just believe in God. If you heard what I said, I know, I know God. I don't believe according to somebody else's principles and practices. I know it for myself. And because I know it for myself, I can trust in my divine knowing. I can trust my instincts and my gut feeling about things. I don't have to have reason and logic and data to drive every decision that I make with everything that I do. And so that is how I live. That is how I parent. That is how I'm a friend. That is how I am a CEO and and boss. That is how I live in, in, in application is I move intuitively. It's not me. Okay, what do I need to do to tell this kid, especially when I got drama with these kids till now, I've taught them how to be aware of their own feelings and support themselves. And in my opinion, that's something that I don't think enough parents do, especially in this day and age, the age of the helicopter parent where everybody wins, everybody gets a trophy for participating. And I hate that so much. Oh, my God. And you're never supposed to like get upset because if they're upset, then we have to soothe them so that they're, you know, and it's like going to the rescue too much, in my opinion, literally arrests their development. It's like they become adults that expect somebody else to tend to them because they're having a tantrum or because they're not happy. I do see. And I, and I a hundred percent agree with you, especially the, the award to everybody. I, I, that to me is just, well, don't give anybody an award then. Like, what's the point of that? That is so damaging for a kid's self-esteem. I, I just really don't like that. The other thing is, yes, it is controversial, the soothe yourself, but it, it also comes with the ideology of like, what kind of mom do you want to be? There are women that their whole dream in life is to be a mother. That's a whole different thing than what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a whole different thing. I don't even, I don't even understand like your whole life like you don't have other aspirations and that's fine. God bless you. We just may not have that many things in common. I don't, I don't understand what that is, although I respect it. So for me, when my, I loved breastfeeding. It, it was just something that I was determined to do. I did it. We didn't have any, well, we had problems. I just sucked down that oatmeal and flaxseed oil and made it happen. But 
I didn't have sleep problems with mine either because from like day 90, I would breastfeed, put her in her crib in another room, close the door. She was out for 12 hours. Yeah. And so I think that this whole thing, like, gotta watch, gotta watch. That whole gotta watch to see if they're breathing all day is mania. Like, don't do that. Your kid, God will take care. Have your kid covered. Believe that God's got your kid covered. Don't wrap them in blankets and let them suffocate. Like all those things can drive you crazy if you let it. All those books and those magazines, you really have to have a connection with universe. Yes. And trust the process. Yes. Girl, you are speaking my language. I have a platform and a mantra. It's called Be Great Every Day. It's actually the name of my clubhouse club. Be great every day. This notion of being great every day, no matter what. And it's based on these five strategies that I literally live by and and will die by. Hopefully not soon. But eternally, these are the five what I call mental hygiene strategies that I use. And you just named one of them, which is to trust the process. Okay. So great is actually an acronym. So when we're talking about mommying and just living in, in, in general, people ask me all the time. Because I live a joy-filled life. I really do. It doesn't mean I don't have challenges and that I'm not tested and that I'm not sad sometimes and that I don't feel overwhelmed. But it's like I rely on these five principles to guide my life every day, all day, literally no matter what. And the one's first strategy is to be goal-focused or to be intentional about things, Okay. People hear the word goal focus and we immediately think about something external. I need to have something that I'm aspiring to. And, and, and that's kind of what you're talking about is some women really aspire to be like the perfect mom. My best friend, she's got a lot of that in her as well. Like Betty Crocker, you know, she does all the right things. You know, like she's there for everybody. She just she does all the right things. Right. But even outside from trying to show up and do all the right things in the external world to be goal focused is an internal experience. And so for me. One of my goals, of course, in addition to being the best mom that I could be for my children, the intention or the goal that I set inside of myself was to maintain my autonomy also. Like, as you're talking about, I don't think it's a bad thing for you to want to be a great mom and a really autonomous individual, to have your own goals and your own ambitions and to attend to your own needs and to pay attention to your own likes, desires and and dislikes, you know? And so the G in great is to be goal focused. So for me, it's about always paying attention to what is my intention? What is it that I'm wanting to accomplish here? The goal is still the same. My technique will vary based on I want her to be independent. I want less friction. I want her to be able to have agency over her thoughts, create a dynamic where she can trust her own thought process. Like if you keep telling kids what to do, they can't think for themselves. They don't, they ever have to, they don't ever have to. Another principle I live by the R in great is to be responsive to your own needs, responsive to your own needs. We use language like self-care, you know, self-care, but to be responsive to your own needs, there's a lot of, there's a, there's a lot of wiggle room there. You know, it's not self-care. When people hear self-care, we think about traditional stuff like the massage and the get your hair and nails done. And, and so when I think about self-care, I think about mental and emotional self-care. So for me, I needed to do some deep breathing. Okay. In that moment, as I was getting 
activated because I was irritated as shit that he was being hard headed and I knew it was going to come back to bite him. And I could already see how it's going to play out. It was like, okay, let me just worry about me. I'm getting all and for what? Like he's fine to be cold. He's fine. So let him be great. And so, and like, so for me, like to be responsive to my own needs, primarily, especially when it comes to mental, emotional stuff, like moving out of the thought. Again, I I work with folks around self-defeating thoughts and self-sabotaging behaviors. So to move beyond the self-defeating thought of he's going to regret this and I'm going to be irritated and then it's going to ruin the night. It's like, okay, let me just take some deep breaths. Okay. Let me just have a mindful moment. Let me just like ground. Let me just pay attention to my feet on the ground for a second. You know, let me just feel the air hit my top of my lip as I breathe and calm down and bring myself back. You know, it's like, so what you need in the moment will vary depending on the situation. But I was in my own desire to be responsive to my own needs. I was also giving him opportunity and agency to be responsive to his own needs. And if he didn't feel like he needed coats or warmth, that's his business and that's his choice. Okay. I was just, I mean, that's what I'm working on right there. I want her to make the right choice. I want her to give the information from which she can make that right choice. But it is painful. It is. If she goes in the wrong direction. It is. It's like, ah, like you're hoping and praying they make the right decision and they're not like, ah, you know, like. Sometimes I got to fight myself. Shut up, shut up, shut up. Don't say anything. Don't say anything. Don't say anything. That is painful. But thank goodness when I lay them out in front of her, she often makes the right. But she wants all the information. All of sure. it. Sure. We have not- trust they can process all yep. of the information. Yeah. Let me tell you the other three things that I yes, do. Like, please. You know, people talk about having a positive mindset. Like there's all this data and research about the power of positive thinking. And I absolutely agree. Now, in real time, in practical application, when things are going south or not according to how you want it, you know, like you're feeling agitated, frustrated, annoyed, and you know, maybe even fearful of outcomes or whatever the thing is, whatever the negative emotion is, sometimes it's hard to go positive. The E in great is to be encouraging toward yourself, okay? To be encouraging toward yourself. We know what it means to be encouraging toward someone else, to our children. We know what that looks like to be positive and affirming and to speak language that is inspiring and uplifting, right? But we don't always do that to ourselves. We don't always gift that back to ourselves, to be encouraging, particularly when we're in a contentious moment or when we're in an agitated mood or we're feeling triggered by something. Like, how do you find a way to be encouraging when you see your child is making decisions? And we're talking about in this moment, him being cold, but that's nothing in compared to, you know, when they're out in the world making conscious decisions to really kind of stay on the straight and narrow, you know, like even for me, like my child, my children, of course, are of color. My son is a black male and he's He's older. He goes out without me with his friends and he does things. And it's like, Alami, you cannot hold this child hostage to your own fear. One thing you need to do is practice being positive. And so instead of always focusing on the bad what ifs and the negative what if, you know, all the fear based thinking of negative consequences that we start projecting, even though we're saying we don't want it and we get fixated on, well, what if this happened? And what if he does that? And what if he doesn't do this? And what if, what if, what if? It's like, okay, be positive. Shift your thinking. Are you thinking about what can go wrong or what can go right? 
Like, are you focused on the half empty part, part of the glass or the half full? Like, which is it? You know, that whole notion is the glass half full or half empty. It's both. It's a matter of perception or perspective. And so I just really always try to come from a very high vibe place and to be as positive as I can toward the situation that I'm in and particularly in myself. It's like, am I a bad mother because he's choosing to do this? Did I not give, did I not teach him enough? You know, have I taught him enough life skills so that he can thrive without me? It's like, Anytime I find myself in negative thinking, self-defeating thinking or limiting beliefs, I always bring myself back to that. Be encouraging. Be encouraging towards yourself first, first towards yourself. And you know, as moms, we can beat ourselves up for even the smallest, slightest of things that really don't even matter in the grand scheme. But it's like we want our children to be so perfect. And when they don't nail it, we feel like we failed them somewhere. Oh, yeah, yeah. Girl, I'm only telling you my truth. (laughs) That's so true. And I think for me, the, the, the slogan or the motto or the, or the language that really hit it home for me was if you think you can, or you think you can't, you're right. Yep. Either way. And that was so crystallized for me. It's like, regardless of which way you say it, you're right. You can put energy in thinking you can, or you can put energy in thinking you can't. Either way, you're going to win. And so we have to be mindful that, and I said it to my, we were roller skating yesterday and my daughter kept saying, I, my legs hurt. I'm like, what if, what if you switch that around and say, my legs are getting stronger. Yes. My legs are carrying me. Like the, the fear-based crap that is so pervasive in our society is so damaging to every, it's, it's everything that we're seeing right now at a, at a fever pitch is all this fear-based crap and you see how it's affecting the world. Yep. And and I love that you brought in the power of language as, as a difference maker, because that is literally what I teach my clients is, you know, for instance, a lot of people have low self-confidence, right? Or low, you know, a lot of self-doubt, not sure of themselves, you know, really second guessing who they are, what they're about. And it's like so much of that is really li- literally rooted in our language. Whatever we tell ourselves is what we're able to manifest, good, bad, or ugly. And so I really do a lot of work, even with my own children, around language and how they say a thing, okay? It's not, I can't, it's I'm learning, okay? It's not, I'm sick, I'm healing. You got it. You got it. And like, language is so powerful. And it's not easy to talk about, you know, something that you're really struggling with from a positive perspective and still believe yourself. Like some of us are really going through some shit, you know, like really having a lot of challenges. And I'm not going to be able to say with an honest and straight face, like, oh, everything is good. It's not everything's bad. It's everything's good. No. So you don't go from negative to positive when you're talking about self-talk or even helping your children or someone that you love kind of shift their own narrative. You don't go from negative to positive. You go from negative to neutral. Okay. You go from negative to neutral. And if you can go to positive, that's great. But most of us have a hard time from, it's not, you know, I don't think I'm good enough and I don't think I can. And I don't like myself. We don't go from that to, yeah, I'm awesome. And I can, and I've got it and believe it. But again, creating that bridge by neutralizing. So it's, I'm learning. I'm growing. I'm in the process of becoming. Shifting language also ever so slightly to neutralize negativity to ultimately, if you can go positive, do it. You know, if you're telling yourself that you're not smart. And I had this from my kid. My child, my son was diagnosed ADHD when he was three. 
Okay. And it was a fair assessment because he was bouncing off the walls. I don't know if I shared this with you, or if you were in the room one day when I was sharing this with some folks about how he started meditating. This is when I started them, started teaching them how to meditate at three, learning the vowel sounds. That was his first meditation at three, teaching him how to self-regulate, how to anchor himself. That literally like changed his life, literally changed his life. Language is super powerful for ourselves and our children, being really strategic and intentional about the language we use, making sure that we're always, even in our even in reporting or speaking to their shortcomings or our shortcomings, that we're still creating that bridge to possibility by saying the word like yet, I can't do it yet. Okay. Sometimes that's the way to neutralize it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's in process. It will be one day, but you're so right. It's thoughts come sometimes like in the last two days, it's been so dark that I'm at the depths of like the most negative self-talk. And I, really was just like in a well trying to climb out and neutralize because somebody once said, and it's so right on, or it's, it was a meme I saw that said words are spells. Oh, yeah. Spelling, spelling, spells. We're literally putting spells and like putting, I don't even know what you call it, but we are creating our existence. Yes. Words that we either say to ourselves or say out loud. Which is why I'm so moved by the AEIO. I'm going to have my daughter do that. But we too have discovered meditation for a child. And the Dalai Lama said, if every eight-year-old in the world learned meditation, violence would be wiped off this planet in a couple of years. I believe it. I believe it too. I believe it. Because it helps us to anchor. It helps us to ground That was one of the greatest gifts that the divine allowed me to show them, and especially at that early age. And so it's like they got in the habit of going inside themselves. Our soul is our direct connection to source. But most of us are not operating or parenting or decision making from that level. In fact, we've been convinced and indoctrinated to believe that our soul is the last thing that we trust. Because we're supposed to trust science and data. You know, we're supposed to trust the evidence. What evidence do you have to support what you're thinking or saying or believing? That's what we're taught to believe. But to move intuitively from a place of our soul, to move from a place of intuition is just the opposite. There is no reason why I think or believe. There is no data to support why I think or believe. It's a feeling, it's a sensing, and it's a knowing. The A is about being adaptable. The A in great, and again, I'm talking about five key strategies that I live my life by and call them self-care strategies or what I like to term them mental hygiene strategies because they apply to every aspect of my life, particularly challenge. But the A is about being adaptable, adaptable to changing circumstances. Some people call this, you know, flexibility, being flexible, Some folks might look at it as coming from like a growth mindset where you're not so rigid in your thinking and your beliefs that you're not able to pivot in real time. And the power of that pivot, man, that the power of the pivot, the pivot is so important in life, not just in parenting, in every aspect of life, because that's what life brings us. It's change, it's variety, unexpected, 
unanticipated occurrences and situations that we have to pivot, learn how to pivot in real time. And if you don't know, and if you're not willing to pivot, and the pivot is really, it's really rooted in a couple of things. Um, You hear a lot of like spiritual philosophers talk about resistance and non-resistance, right? This notion of surrendering, allowing, detaching. That's what I mean about being adaptable. That's where I am. I'm once once Deepak Chopra said detachment, I was like, I could do that. Yep. Yes. And it doesn't mean you don't care. It just mean, means you're no longer attached to it. Yes. That is the only place to be. It's hard to encourage people to embrace that. But that look, look life be life in yo. Yeah. Girl, and, I say that all the time. Life is on life every day. Every life day. is always on life. And then I read somewhere and it blew me away. The only thing that's constant is change. Yep. Even before I get to the T, and you already, you already touched the T, actually. Let's, let's go ahead and go there. This T, the T in great is about trusting in your divine instincts. Okay. So I say trusting in your divine instincts. Somebody might call that God, spirit, source. Someone who's a non-believer might be, that's me. I just need to trust my higher mind, my higher self. We know what it means to be petty. We know petty is a low vibrational energy, right? And then we know that when we are moving beyond that energy to some higher order level of truth or understanding or being that, that however you want to refer to it, if you want to keep ownership over it for yourself, you can, I don't advise it. But for me, the T is really about trusting in God. It really is about trusting in source, trusting that there is a greater unfolding. I may not understand it right now. I may may not be able to see all all the dots connect right now, but I trust that this situation has not come to hurt me. It has come to help me. It's come to grow me. Even the most challenging, and I've been through a lot of shit, girl. I've been through a lot of shit. And as you're talking about this week, yeah, I'm in a lot of shit right now, okay? (laughs) So... This notion of being great every day is not about being perfect. It's not about being problem-free. It's not about trying to like take everything and put a nice little cute bow on it so then it looks better. No, being great every day, no matter what, is about no matter what life brings. I'm going to show up. I'm going to give it my best intention and give myself positive attention. It's all about intention and attention. I talk to God out loud all the time. We have, we have real like rap sessions, like, yo, okay. Especially when some shit's going down, like, okay, okay. So work, like, hold on. So this is what we doing. Okay. This, okay. So how you go? My, my normal <laughs> level, of, I tell people all the time, I call, I hold God accountable. Okay. I hold God accountable. So you tell me, you tell me if I do this and the other, that you're going to do that. Okay. So where are we at? Where we do, like, okay. This is literally my, like my inner dialogue. I also have changed my prayer, though, in terms of how I communicate with God, because, of course, prayer is not a common gateway by which people communicate. I don't pray from a place of longing. It's not, God, please help me do this. God, please protect me. Please, please, God, please. I don't pray from that standpoint anymore. I pray from the standpoint of truth. Mm, I'm getting a download. I pray from a standpoint of truth. And, and for me, it's like, God, I thank you in advance for clarity. I thank you in advance for provision. I thank you in advance for working this out. I thank you in advance for the knowing that you're going to work it out. I thank you. I thank you. Like everything is rooted in gratitude first. Everything I say to God now as an adult is rooted in gratitude first. 
And even in the midst of some real wild, crazy shit that I don't know how the fuck is going to get reconciled, it's like, okay, God, I trust you. Thank you in advance for allowing me to trust you. Thank you in advance for allowing me to be patient while I wait on you. Oof, come on now. Okay, girl, all of it. I, I literally, I just adore you more. I could talk to you forever, but I have another pod to do that I've got to. But please know, like you're a part of the Mama Stay family. This was fun. You make me like, I want to do some virtual events where I have empowered moms like you just come and sprinkle some goodness on the moms out there that aren't where we are, that feel no hope, that don't have any way or any route to their clarity, their happiness or their joy or contentment that just have no foundation whatsoever. This was my prayer, Tanika, is that people will look at me and see divine light through me. And the fact that that happens, that was, is what makes me emotional, <laughs> is that this has been my prayer eternally. I'm not perfect. I'm still in this continuum like everybody else, learning and growing. But there are some key things that I've figured out. I feel like I've cracked some part of the code. And uh, yeah, I'm grateful for that. Much love, sis. And I will talk okay. to you soon. Okay, sounds good. Bye, Tanika. Make women feel great again. Thank you, Alami. That was so many jewels dropped. I hope that you took notes on how to be great. G-R-E-A-T. Write it down. Refer back to it. There are ways that we can own our own power again. We can reclaim our power. And sometimes we think power has to be over other people. But no. Power over your own self, your own reactions, your own mindset. That's powerful because it only takes my shift. It's like what they say about a butterfly's wings. If a butterfly flaps its wings in a forest, it shifts everything. It, the, the repercussions of that go worldwide. The echoes and the waves of that action affects us all. So as I shift, it affects people in my sphere. As you shift, it affects all the people in your sphere. And if we can all shift together with this great mindset and this great approach to life, we can change the world. Thank you, Alami. Thank you for listening to Mama's Day with Tanika Ray. We are just getting started. And I love bringing these moms to you. We're all so different, but yet... We all hope for the same in our futures. Freedom, autonomy, love of self, love of others, the right to walk this earth like the queens we are without apology. Thank you. Please reach out to me. You can always get to me at Stay with Tanika Ray at gmail.com. You can get up in my DMs. They be popping and leave me a message. Let me know what you think, who you think I should interview and chat with next. Send me some suggestions. I have some great moms coming. So far, I mean, I really feel like I've had a lot of my dream team from Dr. Shafali to Ananda Lewis to um, Lisa Ray because of her beautiful transparency with Iyala Van Zant. I have brought you moms that you know, moms that you don't know. We'll continue down this road 
Everybody has an incredible story. Everybody's story is valuable. May we continue to hold hands, lean on each other, and change the world. Because as Jennifer Lewis said, this is a time where great women stand up and they make a change. I want to give a shout out to some great women that are part of my podcast team. Thank you so much, Jenny Media, for rocking with me. We have been doing this since, what, last October? And I'm so excited to see what episode 52 looks like. I mean, let me just dream big. I definitely want Viola. That's Viola Davis for those who didn't pick that up. Okay. The one and only. I definitely want a Rihanna. Hello. I know I'm dreaming big, y'all. Just stay with me. Uh, and Nicki Minaj would be incredible. Obviously, Beyonce, duh. No, really, Miss Tina. I would love to get Miss Tina on this podcast. And on that note, I'll do the rest of my big ticket dreaming in my journal. (laughs) I will talk to you next week, guys. Much love. Thanks for hanging out, Mama. I know how little time we have in our day to honor ourselves, and I'm just thrilled to be a part of it. Make sure you click like, rate, and subscribe. I'd love to hear what you think about today's show and what you want to hear going forward. Remember, mommying is a gift. And you're doing a kick-ass job. So, woosah and mama stay. <laughs>